Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I'm here with Lucas Murian, senior writer at Computer World. Earlier this week, I asked, will cryptocurrency ever become mainstream? We might have a little bit better of an idea about that now after Mark Zuckerberg testified in front of Congress. So stick around. Thank you, Lucas, for joining us. Absolutely. So, Will cryptocurrency ever become mainstream? It's the question of the hour. And I have the answer. <laughs> yes, cryptocurrency will become mainstream in 18 months. No, I'm just kidding. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I think eventually it will. And cryptocurrency will eventually become mainstream. It's too good. It's too easy not to. But there are so many things they have to answer about this technology first, how secure it is and whether it can scale. Uh, those are two of the big ones. So uh, exactly. So my next question is, is it going to happen in 2020 when Libra is supposed to roll out? There's been so much regulatory pushback. Yesterday when, or yes, yesterday, when, um, Chase Thursday, yesterday when Mark Zuckerberg testified in front of Congress, he said that he wouldn't roll out Libra or the Libra Association right. wouldn't roll out Libra until U.S. regulators approve it. So when do you even foresee that happening? Boy, there's a lot of chess pieces moving there, not the least of which is what a lot of people refer to as the banking lobby. Uh, banks have reason to be threatened by cryptocurrency in general because it removes the middleman. It removes the clearance and settlement process uh, that's currently uh, uh, performed by central banks and depository uh, and clearance corporations. Um, so this basically creates an open market, uh, free open market to exchange currency around the world, and nobody has to clear because it's automatic. Um, so I, I think the banks could be behind some of this, some of the lobbying going on in Congress right now. At least one analyst is absolutely positive of that. <laughs> uh, just can't believe otherwise. Named some of the banks, and in fact, one of them had created its own cryptocurrency, J.P. Morgan yeah, JP Chase. Morgan, right? yeah. You know, she doesn't have evidence of that, but uh, there were some statements made that that led her to believe that. And they have created their own cryptocurrency, but it's for institutional customers; it's not for the consumer. Exactly. That's where I want to sort of relate this: is that there's a lot of sort of cryptocurrencies floating around or in development that are like Libra, a fiat currency. Right. But Libra is a, a fiat currency that was fiat backed. Fiat yeah. backed, yes. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What's like the tech? A fiat backed cryptocurrency. Right. So Bitcoin does. It doesn't have. Well, some people would argue against this, but I don't believe it has an intrinsic value. It's all sure. based on supply and demand. There's nothing behind it. There's no uh, uh, government backed currency behind it or cash behind it. A fiat-backed currency, on the other hand, you have to have uh, money deposited somewhere uh, where it can be accessed to back up that cryptocurrency that you're using. So one-to-one -one in most cases, $1 equals one digital coin, for example. Gotcha. So there's the difference between Libra and something like JPM coin is that Libra is for the masses. It's for consumers. Yep. Anyone should be able Purchasing, to use it. trading, yep. Oh, yeah. Whatever. And I would I understand that that's sort of where the concern comes in, because if you're opening up Libra and the digital wallet Calibra to Facebook's massive, massive user base of literally billions, billions. of people, yeah. it could basically become a de facto currency in yeah. some could places. certainly disrupt financial systems around the world. 
now, what Mark Zuckerberg uh, said is that if we don't revamp our financial, our outdated and uh, stagnant financial system, we're going to be left behind by countries who are already looking into uh, uh, national cryptocurrencies like China, like India, and uh, we don't want to be in that position. Uh, at least one analyst I spoke to said that that is a bunch of uh, – uh, those are empty threats mm -hmm. and that China is not going to be coming up with a cryptocurrency of its own that's going to replace the dollar as the de facto uh, standard for business around the world. Um, but that's, that's the, the threat that's being made or at least the warning that's being made by uh, folks like Mark Zuckerberg who, by the way, used most of the time before uh, the House Finance Committee as one big mea culpa for all the things they did wrong with Facebook, such as the privacy concerns and Cambridge mm -hmm. Analytica and the 2016 Russian election interference. So it was interesting that he spent so much time apologizing for the mistakes of the past. And I think a lot of that is because whoever the presidential candidate uh, or whoever becomes president next uh, if it's a Democrat, is likely to at least explore the possibility of breaking up Facebook and yeah, some other large, tech. yeah, 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 uh, as a monopoly. And exactly why? And I remember um, you mentioned this in your story, which we'll also link in the description. Is that Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg was kind of saying like anyone, but I don't know anyone but Facebook, or the public wants anyone but Facebook to be doing this. And right. I mean. It's great that, in theory, it seems like a good idea, but because of Facebook's ongoing privacy concerns, the Cambridge Analytica um, data breach, I mm -hmm. mean, just in the past year, there's been, I cannot count how many data breaches, not like yeah. tons and tons, but enough that I can't think of them off the top of my head, um, that have happened. So it, I not only is there probably a distrust, a distrust between Facebook and regulators mm -hmm. around the world, all mm -hmm. kind just... Yeah, financial regulators across the world because every country might regulate a cryptocurrency differently. Mm -hmm. But I also think I wonder if consumers could be concerned about their privacy because this is something that is of Facebook's creation, even though it's not necessarily governed or regulated by Facebook. Right. Uh, so part of the pitch for having a cryptocurrency on Facebook is that it'd be secure. And one of the first questions of legislators was, Exactly how, and, and more importantly, how do we know that you're going to be able to comply with know your customer rules or uh, anti-money laundering mm -hmm. regulations that keep nefarious characters from going on and, and using an anonymous uh, uh, profile in order to transact behind the scenes? Because you don't know who owns those cryptocurrencies. Now, Mark Zuckerberg says, no, you have to have a Facebook account in order to own these Cryptocurrencies, we're going to make sure you know these people, but how difficult would it really be to create a false Facebook account it's with not that false difficult. banking? Right, with false banking, false banking information or banking information that can't be readily traced and then use that to purchase these digital coins that are on a blockchain, a distributed peer to peer network that isn't traceable because you have cryptography um, uh, protecting the privacy of the users. So these are the questions that Congress had for Mark Zuckerberg. One of the problems with Libra is there's not a lot, even in the white paper that was put out, there's not a lot of detail about it. And that's what's hampering it right now. Uh, so I think the combination of what is this exactly and how are you going to deploy it exactly, I think 
Mark Zuckerberg and his engineers probably know or have a very good idea of how they're going to deploy this, um, but they haven't said much about it at this point. Uh, so I think that's what Congress is looking for. There may be some pressure from the banking lobby against mm -hmm. this because of the threat cryptocurrency represents. Certainly Europe uh, and, and other right, yeah. countries, but Europe and especially France and Germany have made it clear they will not allow Libra within their borders. I mean, they, some of the regulators, I shouldn't say all, but some regulators said no because, um, and I want to use the right uh, terminology, they said it would threaten their euro's value and unlawfully, unlawfully privatize money. Those were the two main concerns. So you've got two major uh, uh, Euro, uh, European Union members saying we will not allow Libra. It hasn't even launched yet. It's just been thrown out as an idea, and they're already pushing back. China has banned uh, Bitcoin. Right, um, right, right. In, in, yeah, and so have other countries. Um, uh, some Middle, Middle East, uh, India, have uh, also pushed efforts to block uh, Bitcoin. So there's a lot of hurdles that Facebook and Libra, Libra and the Libra Association are going to have to face to roll out as far as regulatory approval goes. But even within the own Libra Association, there is a bit of trouble. Right. And okay, so here's this is where the whole banking lobby argument came in. And again, this is sort of insider track stuff where they're saying companies like MasterCard and Visa and eBay yeah. uh, have left the Libra Association, the governing body for this cryptocurrency. So Facebook would not actually govern uh, the cryptocurrency once it's out. Uh, this would be done by this nonprofit organization that's represented by right now 21, used yeah. to be 27, 28 29 companies, yeah. but you had more. You had seven, I think, left. Yeah, big names. I have this pulled up on my screen. If we want to oh, look yeah. at it, who has left? Yeah. And what's major? This is in um, another one of Lucas's articles, which I will also link below. And what's interesting is that the majority of the companies who have left. So you have Mastercard who left. You have PayPal, Stripe, Visa, financial services companies, and. Mm. Anyone who was on the Libra Association was expected to, A, take Libra, right. and MasterCard and Visa, correct me if I'm wrong, were also expected to sort of convert. That's right. They were going to convert the, the digital coin to U.S. dollars uh, in the United States and, and euros elsewhere, whatever. Sure, yeah, Whatever yeah, yeah. type of currency it might be. But that was, that was what they were expected to do. So those are big names being pressured Huge. allegedly by uh, the biggest card issuers, so the biggest banking uh, corporations out there that actually issue the cards. They've got the purse strings. Exactly. And I was actually um, listening to a story about this earlier today, and the point that um, – I believe it was on NPR. So the, the point that um, NPR made was that Visa and MasterCard already know how to roll out financial services systems mm -hmm. across the world. Yeah. Facebook, I mean, maybe they know what they're supposed to do, but they ha don't have that practice. So with two of these huge, huge financial service companies backing out of the Libra Association, it doesn't mean that Libra will never happen, but it's right. now going to just have to overcome many more hurdles. It's been put on, I would say, a kind of pause. Uh, I, I think the Libra Association, members of the Libra Association have made it clear they still want to move forward with sure. this. Mark Zuckerberg is being is couching 
the rollout of this in his in his apologies for what <laughs> Facebook has done. He's saying we're not going to do anything until you guys like this, right? Um, but he was pitching this to begin with as a system for the unbanked, mm-hmm. so people in third world countries and it. Cryptocurrency absolutely makes a lot of sense for them because they either have a very poor banking system or they have a monetary system that's failing like Venezuela. Mm -hmm. People don't want to put their money in banks because I I think a a grain of corn is worth more than the money down there right now. So this gives them an opportunity to put their money somewhere where it can't be affected by their local economy. That makes sense. Yeah. And also, now, for trade purposes, now think of a coffee grower in Colombia who, instead of putting a sack of coffee on a mule and taking it down the road to the one distributor who can pay him for that and might be paying him a tenth of what it's actually worth because he doesn't have a vehicle. Sure. uh, And there are you know, thousands of coffee growers like this. Instead, now he can go on to an open market and get the market price for that coffee. He still has to put it on a mule to get it to where it's going to be shipped, but he can get the money for it via a financial system backed by blockchain and cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's like I said at the beginning of this video, it's something that is good and helpful in theory. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be interesting to see how it rolls out when eventually, as you have promised, we won't quote you on that, (laughs) it rolls out for um, the mainstream. I I think you're going to see cryptocurrency, you're going to see blockchain in general uh, morph as it matures. And what you're going to see is uh, you're going to see hybrid versions of it. So you're going to see what's called a private or permissioned blockchain mm-hmm. that is only between the companies behind the scenes doing the processing work, or in the case of a supply chain, communicating behind the scenes to track their uh, their goods. And then you're going to see a public-facing one that's going to be on an open public blockchain that will allow you to scan a QR code and look at the history of that product that you just purchased. Who was the farmer who grew it? You know, wow. w- who shipped it? Where was it? How how uh, you know how safe was it? So along its journey, um, those sort of things, uh, including the ingredients that were added to it, if it's a multi-ingredient product mm-hmm. for that matter. So you're going to see these hybrid blockchains really take over more so than what we're seeing today, which is simply either permissioned or open public blockchains. In the case of Bitcoin, sure. Well, thank you so much, Lucas. Do you sure. have any other thoughts about Libra, cryptocurrency, fiat-backed cryptocurrency? I need to make sure I get the terminology right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only that we want to think of this in long term. Uh, right now, we're still deeply into the hype phase. We're start, starting to come out of it in some industries, but for the most part, we're deeply into the hype phase right now. Gotcha. Like open software, Linux, uh, like the internet itself, this is going to take a lot of time to develop. We could be looking 5, 10, 15 years down the line. I'm just throwing it out there. It could be that long before we see cryptocurrency mature to the point where it becomes mainstream. Great. Well, thank you so much, Lucas. I learned a lot, had a lot of fun. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Absolutely. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Tech Talk. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Again, be sure to check out the links in the description below. I'll link to two of Lucas's stories, which are massively informative if you want to learn any more about cryptocurrency, Libra, etc. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.